finally, PSG have won an important Champions League game. Well, they've won important Champions League games before, but not in a, seems like a very, very long time. Obviously not since they beat Barcelona 4-0 at the, uh, at the Parc des Princes in 2017, but obviously that game forever is tainted by what happened in the second leg. So really, you can't even really count that Champions League win against Barcelona. You've got to go back 2015-2016, but even then, they got knocked out in the round of eight, and they were favored to beat Chelsea, and they beat Chelsea, and there really wasn't the same sort of pressure as there is now. So I will say this. PSG, I don't think have played that well and won a game with that kind of pressure in an incredibly long time. And it all started today, as it starts every day, with mentality. And this was a team that essentially, except for Marco Verratti and Tilo Kerrer, played the exact same roster they played at Anfield in the first leg again, the first game against Liverpool. Now, are those big differences? Yeah, and we'll get to that. But this team in September versus this team now, and we've seen bits and pieces of it develop, but they had yet to really put it all into this package. And once they did, and they did it tonight, they dominated that game. And don't let anyone tell you differently. PSG did exactly what they wanted to do that entire match. They were rarely in trouble. Liverpool were barely... I don't think Liverpool had one good counter. I mean, the Mane deal, he did basically on his own. There was really no help. But PSG defensively, that back line, Thiago Silva... Tilo Kerr, Marquinhos, Presnel Kimpembe to a lesser extent, although he had some nice moments. That is how you play defense in the Champions League. And if PSG can play Champions League defense like that consistently, they've got as good a chance as anybody to win this whole thing. Because they'll score more than two goals against most teams. And I thought offensively, they could have been better. They could have been a little more, um, little more. Uh, let's say, what was the word I'm looking for? They could have been a little more clinical in the way they took their chances. That being said, this was not a game about taking their chances. This was a game about defending. This was about people laying their bodies on the line, running really hard, marking their men, not allowing free runners, not getting beaten in the air. All the things that PSG have been guilty of over the years. Tonight, we had none of that. And I want to go back to Thiago Silva, because I wrote a column about, a, about let's say, a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, where I said that he should no longer be the captain. Now, to a certain degree, I'm not going to completely flip on that opinion. But if this Thiago Silva, this specific Thiago Silva shows up week in and week out, Day in, day out, game in, game out. If this is the Thiago Silva we're going to get for the next two years of his deal, 
My God, that guy was oh monstro tonight. That guy was a man fighting, competing, hustling, not making mistakes, putting his body on the line, being smart. That guy was man of the match for me. He set the tempo. This was his team. He led this team. And tonight he was the true captain. I want to see it every big game, though. You don't have to win all the big games, but you got to have that mentality. And you got to come in with it. And Tiago Silva tonight came with it. Tilo Kerr. My goodness, he was good tonight. And they put him on the right. They put him at right back. Played essentially a 4-2-3-1 to start the game. Tilo locked that down. And the only time Mane was able to get through was when Kerr was out of position and Di Maria had to go over and cover. But besides that, Kerr had that on lockdown. The guy was winning balls in the air. He was pressing well. He was playing out of space. Liverpool tried to trap, tried to press. And on occasion, they were able to be successful. But they were not able to convert on it because PSG's positioning was too good and they weren't making the critical mistake. Now, Kimpembe almost made a couple in that first half, but he got better as the game went on. And I was thinking about 55, 60 minutes in that he would be a liability in the end of this game, but he proved that he can work his way into games, and sometimes that's what you have to do. Um, Marquinhos, what can you say? They didn't start Rabio. Conflicting reports as to why. Some people said he had an argument with the coach. I think the coach denies that. Thomas Tuchel denies that. Rabio would come into this game late and sort of take Kylian Mbappe's place because PSG were going to ice the game. Marquinhos, I don't know if he's a defensive midfielder or not. I don't know if he can consistently play that well. But defensively, he was positioned really well the whole game. He wasn't leading any breaks. He wasn't making key passes. But what he was doing was his job. He defended. He defended well. He tracked back. He pressed when he had to. That was a good enough performance for what PSG needed from him. I'm going through everybody tonight. They deserve it. Marco Verratti could have been sent off with the red card. And let's start getting into some of the game here for a bit. PSG score in the 13th minute. They started this game really well. Part of that was because Marco Verratti started the game really well. And midfield-wise, they were getting the ball back. They were keeping Liverpool in their own end. And they were putting Liverpool in tough situations where they had to defend. And that first goal came because of a... I believe it was a Kylian Mbappe cross into the box that got bounced around. It ends up at the feet of Juan Bernat. And Juan Bernat didn't do a lot in this game. This wasn't really a Juan Bernat game. <clears throat> but let me tell you, when he had the ball at his hand, at his feet, when he was there with the opportunity, he took it. Put it from his left to his right. Wrong weighed, uh, wrong weighed Alisson, put it in the left side, right to Alisson's right, 1-0 PSG. And from that point, I thought, um, from that point, I thought, okay, they're probably going to need a second goal here. 
because it's hard to keep Liverpool off the board. So they sort of tailed off a little bit in that they weren't being so aggressive around 25th, 30th minute or so. But Liverpool just couldn't generate anything. And this was at the point in the game where Marco Verratti got the questionable yellow card. He look went for a ball. He dove feet first. He got got the guy in the leg. I think it might have been I think it might have been Wijnaldum. I'm not sure, but at that point, I, I think he shouldn't have been sent off. I'm obviously going to say that because it was his first foul. He was going for the ball. Was it malicious? No. It wasn't intentional either. I just felt like definite yellow card, but if you're going to decide the game in the 35th minute and take a guy off, it better be an absolute no-brainer, no-doubter. And that was not a no-doubter. So he stayed on, continued to play well. PSG get the second goal in, I believe, like the 30, around the 33rd minute or so, 34th minute. And it was Neymar. He started the attack. He got the ball to Mbappe. He got the ball back from Mbappe. He gave the ball back to Mbappe. Mbappe crossed it into Cavani, who tried to kind of side heal it. Alisson saves it. Neymar picks up the garbage, sweeps it into the right corner with his left foot. 2-0 Paris Saint-Germain. Neymar in this game was off the charts good. And the reason he was off the charts good is because he wasn't overly aggressive he knew the type of game he needed to play he knew the role that he was playing but he didn't press he wasn't attacking 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 he knew that there would be times where he'd have to pass the ball and he was passing the ball really well in this game he was keeping the game moving he controlled the game in the mid in that midfield area Even though he's not a midfielder, he controlled the game in that midfield area. And he got the fouls late at the end of the game that that they needed to sort of take Liverpool out and sort of slow the game down a bit. I I thought this was a great performance in the first half. I thought PSG had what they needed. They were going to go into the half up 2-0. Then, of course, as always happens, Sadio Mane gets the ball. Gets it into the box, puts a nice little touch pass, baits Di Maria into going for a tackle, leans his leg in, falls down. It was a penalty. Two things can be true here in this situation. That was a penalty, but Mane absolutely baited Di Maria into drawing that, into getting that foul. Milner puts in the penalty kick 2-1 into the half. And at this point, I think most PSG fans were thinking... Really good half, really good offensive half. They got chances, they scored two goals, but they're really going to need to bunker down because Liverpool has to go chase this game. And in the second half, Liverpool chased this game. And PSG sat back. They had a nice chance at the beginning. Marquinhos put the ball in on a on a free kick, but he was offsides. Barely offsides, but he was still offsides. And... At that point, you felt like PSG were just absorbing the pressure. And this felt like PSG were channeling Juventus. And you had Buffon in goal, who was spiritually... Silva was the physical leader. I think Buffon is that spiritual leader. Like, 
there were times in this game, and I love that he did this, where he would just take the ball, pick it up, hold it, run around a little bit, put it down, kick it away. And I thought by Buffon just on occasion, not all the time, but on occasion just kicking the ball away into the middle of the field and not putting his defenders on his defenders and his midfielders under that Liverpool press. I thought tactically Liverpool were doing exactly what they always try to do, but PSG tactically took away Jurgen Klopp's press. It neutered they neutered his press and it was brilliant to watch because that made Liverpool have to string a bunch of passes together. And I'm sorry, Mohamed Salah is just not a good enough player in non-counter situations to really be a nuisance. Like, the most dangerous guy on the field for Liverpool was Sadio Mane. By leaps and bounds was the most dangerous guy on the field. And PSG did a good enough job of containing him. Quite frankly, Mo Salah was a non-factor in this game. And as that second half dragged on, PSG grew stronger defensively. Liverpool's opportunities dried up. They ran out of ideas. And PSG finished the game like true Champions League contenders. They finished that game super strong. 86-minute. They get a deep ball to Salah. He beats um, Silva, but Marquinhos comes over, cleans it up, knocks it off Salah out of bounds, and the two of them just have this moment. It's just this euphoric, energetic roar and chest bump. It wasn't the most fantastical thing you'll ever see, but when was the last time you saw that from a Paris Saint-Germain team? When was the last time you saw them celebrate a play like that in a confident way, in an energetic way? That was a moment. And that's when I kind of knew that we had it. Liverpool got a free kick with Shakiri, who didn't do much with it. And the game was pretty much over from there. So PSG beat Liverpool, get revenge for what happened at Anfield. They beat them at the Parc des Princes by a score of 2-1 to one in front of a much louder, more energetic crowd than the one at Anfield. Because when we played at Anfield, the Ultras just completely overwhelmed Anfield. And I didn't even hear a Liverpool fan tonight. Amazing performance by the crowd. Amazing performance by the team. That's the blood, sweat, and tears that you need. And here's the thing. It wasn't all wine and roses. Edinson Cavani was relatively quiet, and I'm not all that surprised. He did a good job sort of tracking and pressing, but he didn't really need to do much. And Kylian Mbappe, not a great performance from him, but they just he, – he, here's the thing. He didn't have a lot of chances in the second half, and he wasn't going to have a lot of chances the way that game was going. There were times where he over-dribbled, but again, that's the thing with 19-year-olds. They have great games. They have bad games. They have okay games. The consistency is not there. Great footballers are consistent. 
And Neymar's starting to get to that point where he's having consistently good game after good game after good game. That's what great footballers do. That's why Messi is so great. Because he's just consistently good and great all the time. And he can elevate himself at any time he needs to. Substitution-wise, good subs. Um, PSG went from a 4-2-3-1 basically to a 4-4-2. They put... Here's how they did it. It was, it was interesting. Second half, they bring on Danny Alves and take out Angel Di Maria. They bring on Chopo Moting and take out Cavani. Chopo Moting, great performance for what he needed to do. He held the ball up. He didn't turn the ball over. He made some decent runs. He got himself in some scoring opportunities. He had one shot where he was one-on-one with the keeper, but he was off sides. Danny Alves did some good Danny Alves things. He held the ball up. He ran a bunch. And at that point, they went to a 4-4-2 with Mbappe and Neymar up front. Then what they did was they added Rabio, took out Mbappe, and essentially it was a 4-4-2 with Alves and Neymar up top with everyone else defending. And that actually kind of worked. And I think they have a good enough thing here where I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that sort of dynamic being sort of breached. And quite frankly, Tomas Tuchel, and I haven't talked about him yet. I was kind of saving him for now. Tomas Tuchel outcoached Jurgen Klopp. He shut down Jurgen Klopp's press. He got the goals early. He completely took, uh, they completely took Salah and Firmino out of the game. So much that Firmino wasn't even any way effective, had to be taken off for Daniel Sturridge. Liverpool also brought on Nabi Keita and uh, Jordan Shakiri. So, yeah, um, this has been building for two months now. And every Champions League performance has sort of gotten better and better. Liverpool wasn't great. Napoli was better, but still not great. Then Napoli on the road was good, but not good enough. And this performance was just enough to win. It wasn't, it was amazing, not in sort of a technical way. It was amazing in a, they really fought hard and got the job done. That's how this was amazing. They fought hard and got the job done. It wasn't the most pretty football you'll ever see, but it doesn't have to be. They needed to win that game and they did. And I will tell you right now that this is a very happy moment for all PSG fans. Celebrating it. Enjoy it. But we're going to talk about what lies ahead. And that is more league gun games. And on December 11th, PSG will have to travel to uh, travel to Red Star Belgrade. They will have to go to Serbia and take on... The team that they beat 6-1 at the Parc des Princes, but has yet to lose in the Champions League at home. They drew Napoli, and then they beat Liverpool 2-0. Now, Liverpool's been struggling in the Champions League, so I don't take so much into that. But I will say this. PSG can still be knocked out of the Champions League if they lose to Red Star, and then Liverpool beats Napoli. So this is not over. PSG have not clinched anything. PSG still have to go and get it in Red Star. And if they play well, 
And if they can sort of block out the noise and the flares and the rifles that they'll probably bring into the into the match, PSG will be able to handle this. It won't be easy, but if they get some goals early, if they focus, they should beat Red Star Belgrade. And they should get to 11 points. And there's, there's a possibility they might actually win this group, believe it or not. But they have to go into Red Star with the same mentality they had tonight. Can't take it for granted. Can't overlook them can't count it as a win or a draw have to go out there and do the job and if they do the job right now they're on eight points they will go to 11 points they will clinch their place in the round of 16 and depending on the napoli liverpool score could potentially win the group right now napoli on nine psg on eight liverpool on six and at the moment red star belgrade on um Red Star Belgrade is on four. So right now I'm going to check to see the upcoming PSG schedule for everybody um, so that we could talk about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So Sunday, 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 they will play Bordeaux at Bordeaux Sunday at three Eastern time. Then they will play on Wednesday the 5th against Strasbourg at Strasbourg. Saturday the 8th, they will play Montpellier at the Parc des Princes. I I assume they're going to sit pretty much all of their players for that game. Although Montpellier is pretty good. It's there's just there's the turnaround time to that Champions League game is really um really not that much, so they're going to have to sit a bunch for that game. And then the big match day six, Tuesday, the 11th, 3 p.m. at Red Star Belgrade. Um, PSG have it all in front of them now. They have an opportunity to win the group or at least finish second. They have a chance to get to the round of 16, a place that did not look very secured when they were playing Napoli. And Angel Di Maria put that ball in to the corner of the net and saved PSG. Didn't look assured when they were tied 1-1 in Naples. They got that draw. Now it looks more assured. And I'll tell you right now, this was an amazing night. PSG have to build on it. And I feel like with Tomas Tuchel, they will. I feel incredibly confident that Tomas Tuchel has this team where he wants it. They may not win the Champions League. But they will give it a go. I think they'll get to the round of 16. And they'll probably draw Real Madrid or or Barcelona or Bayern, whatever. They'll give it a go. And this team will not wilt. I don't think they'll quit on the coach. I don't think they'll give a lackluster performance. I think this was the start of something. Hopefully the start of some great things. Make sure to visit PSG Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right now, our editor, Ed, is having quite the time on Twitter. So are the rest of us. Um, Subscribe to our podcast. I guarantee you there will be a PSG talking, discussing this major win and major moment. Um, On Saturday, I will be recording with John Olangi and Eduardo Razo. We will talk about this game in great detail. Then I will do a small talk segment covering the game against Bordeaux. We'll put those two together 
And we will have that out for you on Monday morning for your commute. So, um, I don't think there's much more to plug. Uh, since it looks like PSG are going to be moving on into the round of 16 or have a very good shot at it, knock on wood. You can hear me doing that right now. Let me knock on some more wood. Um, look at our Patreon. We're going to have some cool stuff coming in December, hopefully. I have to get some of that scheduled. Maybe we'll back it up a little bit more. But, um, yeah, look forward to it. Um, tonight was a big night. Enjoy it, everybody. And for PSG Talk, this has been Mark Damon. Happily saying au revoir for now.